Welcome everyone, welcome to today's webcast and thank you once again for joining us, well, joining me. Um, Barry's still on holiday, enjoying the sun with Anne in Florida, um, but I think he's heading back to the cool of Canada tomorrow. So um, he's had a good time, been in touch with him and uh, seen some of his photos and it certainly looks like it's been warm and sunny for them in Florida. So I'm glad they've had a good time. Um, Barry will be back with me next week on the webcast. Um, and those of you who were with us last week will remember that I said I was going to, we were hoping to have Wynette as our guest speaker, Wynette from the Netherlands. Um, unfortunately, she's not feeling too great. Um, and so she just sent me a message to say, another time. And I said, yes, another time. That's fine. So um, it's me uh, flying solo once again. So, um, yeah, here we are looking forward to a good time. Um, just enjoying Father's presence together. Just a couple of announcements before we start. Um, in June, Trevor and Linda Galpin and myself are doing uh, an encounter week in Switzerland. And it's called Encounter the Father's Love. And it's just, you know, that fundamental foundational um, encounter where we want to give people the opportunity to not only experience the love of the father but to know that he is being a father to them so that's in Switzerland up in the hills really looking forward to being there with Monique and Claudine and other members of the team and if you're interested in joining us it, um, go to fatherheart.ch that's fatherheart.ch all of the details are there and um, there's a booking form as well. These sessions will all be taught in English, but they will be translated into French. And then in the autumn, in September, October, November, Trevor and Linda and myself are running uh, our second Encounter Week, which we call Growing in Sonship. And uh, in September, we're in Germany. In October, we're in Denmark. And in uh, November, we're in Poland. At least that's the plan as it stands at the moment. And uh, if you've done one of our first encounter weeks or a similar sort of uh, father heart encounter school or something, you're very welcome to join us. All of the details for those weeks are on the fatherheart.uk website, uh, along with all the other events that's, that's, that are taking place in in a few weeks' time, um, Trevor and Linda are over in America. They're doing a series of um, meetings, conferences uh, in various parts of the States. And their itinerary for that, that bit of travel is also on the fatherheart.uk website. So if, you, if you're in the, the States and any of those are near you, then of course you're very welcome to go along and see them and join in with those events. Again, the, the details are all on the website uh, for you to have a look at. So that's kind of all of the notices. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll just get going with what we want to talk about today, which I've entitled Running Into Love. And I hope at the end of the, um, towards the end of the webcast this evening, there'll be an opportunity for, for each one of us to run into love. You know, I, I really just think it's, it's, it's something we need to keep reminding ourselves of. Something we need to keep on encouraging ourselves to do is 
is just to run into love, to run into the Father's love, to allow ourselves to go deeper and allow ourselves just to be held in that embrace. Um, you know, the encounter with the Father is not a one-off encounter. It's not something that just happens once, but it's, it's a lifelong journey because it's a relationship. You know, all of our, you know, our significant relationships, they're ongoing. You know, it's not just a one, a one-off, a one-time meeting, but it's, it's a journey. It's a deepening. It's an opening of our heart. The Father's opening his heart to us and we explore his heart and he comes in and into our heart in, in a growing and deeper way. And so today, as I'm just sharing just a few thoughts, I just want you to open your hearts again. And wherever you are around the world, I just want to invite you, even as, as I'm talking, is just to have that opportunity of running back into love, running into the Father's embrace, go, allowing yourself to go deeper. You know, I'm, I'm just so amazed, and I know Barry is as well, that um, so often these days when we're talking and just sharing things, people are actually receiving because the Holy Spirit is not limited by time or space. And, you know, uh, just as, as I'm talking, just open your heart and allow the Father to pour his love into, our, into your heart. Um, and then we'll, we'll have a little bit of a soaking time at the end of the, the session where we can just give ourselves a few moments to receive. Because the Father wants to soak us with his love tonight. You know, he doesn't want us to be satisfied with the measure of love that we've encountered so far. He doesn't want us to feel that we can't come in to his presence because of anything we've done or however we might feel. But his, his door is wide open. His, his arms are wide open. And he invites you and me into his presence this evening. And of course, his presence is love. Uh, in, and it's also joy, it's also peace, and it's also rest. You know, in his presence there is fullness of joy. And so this evening I just want to invite us to encounter the love of the Father again. So I just want to pray uh, before I start, um, just so that we have an open, tender heart, and uh, that we're free from distraction for the Father to touch, touch our hearts. So, Father, thank you that we can gather together like this. Thank you for your presence. You're not limited by uh, space or time. You're not limited by the, f the fact that this is a virtual gathering. But, Father, you're present. You're ever present. And you're present with each one of us. And, Father, I thank you that your door is always open. And right now, even in these few moments, we can just simply come into your presence and we can know and experience once again your love for us. Father, those of us who have lost hope, those of us who are feeling tired or drained, would you renew our hope today? In Jesus' name. Amen. So, running into love. You know, I, I, I read this verse in Romans 15 the other day. It's Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may overflow with hope. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace. That's, that's my prayer for this evening, for today, is that the God of hope would fill us with his joy 
and peace. You know, as he does, he wants us to also begin to overflow with that same hope. See, it's very easy for us to lose hope, isn't it? You know, things happen and we kind of lose sight of where we're going. We lose vision. We lose heart. We lose we lose that sense of purpose. And it's so easy. It happens just without us really being aware of it sometimes. You know, the circumstances of life come come up, up against us. They overwhelm us and we lose hope. And when we lose hope, we, you know, it leads to despair. And when we are in that state of desperation or desolation, we begin to feel empty or abandoned. You know, we feel on our own. And suddenly everything that's been easy um, becomes more of a struggle. You know, our peace has gone um, and, you know, everything just becomes a challenge. You know, that, that, that happens to all of us and it can sneak up on us, you know, when we're not really expecting it. And suddenly we can just feel like in that place of despair. You know, maybe it's not a feeling of desperation. Maybe you just feel like you've settled, you know, and you've just, you've just come to a plateau or you've lost the life that you knew you once had. That may be where you find yourself today. And my prayer is, I, I trust, I believe, I hope <laughs> that the Father will fill you with hope once again. See, when we have hope, it gives us a purpose. Without, there's a, there's a, there's a quote which is uh, rather amusing. It, it only really works in English. Um, but there's a quote that says, you've got to have hope. Without hope, life is meaningless. Without hope, life is meaningless and less. And that's, that's true. You know, if we lose our hope, um, life starts to be diminished. You know, it means less and sometimes it ultimately becomes meaningless and uh, you know what I, what I believe the Father wants to do today is rekindle that sense of hope in our hearts you know, we, we all know those few verses in Lamentations Lamentations chapter 3 verse 21 to 24 where uh, Jeremiah writes this but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope you see in the verses before that, Jeremiah has just gone down the pit. You know, he's, he's in a real state of despair. He's despondent. He can't see clearly. You know, he's lost his vision. He's lost sight of where he was going. He's lost his purpose. And he feels really, really empty. And he says, I think it's in verse 18 of, of chapter 3, he says, My hope has gone. And that's a terrible, tragic place to be in, that your hope has gone. But suddenly, in the midst of his despondency, in the midst of his despair, he remembers something. You know, he says, this I call to mind. And what he remembers gives him hope. And this is what he remembers. The steadfast love 
of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. You see, he's he's lost everything. He's lost hope. He's lost sight of where he was going. But suddenly he remembers something and that, that memory gives him hope. He can see again. Things start to become a little bit clearer. You know, and what he remembers is love. He remembers love. He remembers the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. And he remembers that that love creates and gives new mercies every morning. And that gives him hope. You see, he... Probably at some time in the past, he'd had an encounter with the love of God. You know, he'd been inspired by love. And it gave him hope. And hope is the belief that something or some situation, whatever it's like now, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, hope says it will get better. You know, if it's, if it's not a good situation, it will get better. If it's a good situation, it'll get even better. See, hope says this can get better. And the things that inspire us, they give us hope. They give us vision. They enable us to see things more clearly. And I just want to say to you today that if you feel like you're at that point of despair, if you feel like you've just lost the life you knew you once had, if you feel like your life has just settled and become very familiar, you know, you too can remember something. You too can remember the steadfast love of the Lord never changes. You can remember the promises of God. You can remember the things he said to you. You can remember the things he's done for you. You can remember the times that he's showered his love and his blessing and his grace and his mercy upon you. You can let love speak to you again. You know, even you know, however despondent you're feeling, however much you feel like you're in a state of despair, Love can speak to you again. The reason is very simple. Is love is always speaking. Love is always wooing our hearts. It's always drawing us. Love always speaks. You know, and all we have to do is focus our hearing on the voice of love, on the sound of love. See, love, the Father's always speaking. The Father's always speaking tenderly. He's always speaking kindly. He's always drawing you with cords of loving kindness and sometimes what happens is our hearing gets distracted and we start listening to other voices and this evening I just want to encourage you once again to listen to the voice of love let that voice of love give you your hope back give you your life back you know, if you feel like you've settled and lost the life you, you once had, just say, Father, I need 
a new wave of life coming into me. I need a new wave of love. Will you just breathe your life into me again? See, when you're down, when things are tough, can you, like Jeremiah in Lamentations, can you remember the steadfast, resolute, unwavering love of the Father? And I want to say to you, that whatever situation you're going through, whatever difficulties or challenges you're facing, there is nothing that you can go through that the Father's love can't speak into. There's nothing that the Father's love can't reach down into and draw you up. There's no place you can go where that voice of love can't reach. And so today I just want to encourage you to listen to the voice of love. And maybe as we, we have a, a short time of soaking at the end of this session, it will be an, an opportunity to once again listen to that voice of love. Where you remember deep down in your heart, yes, I remember, I remember, ah yes, I hear that voice of love again. And that's the thing that will give you hope. See, Jeremiah knew something that he wrote in his, in his, in his book, in his prophetic declaration. Um, you know, he might have been having a bad day in Lamentations, but he knew something. And in Jeremiah 31, the first three verses, we read this. At that time, declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they will be my people. This is what the Lord says. The people who survive the sword will find favour in the wilderness. I will come to give rest to Israel. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And this this love that I'm talking about tonight, the Father's love that I'm talking about, the the voice of love is an eternal, everlasting love. And we need to keep reminding ourselves of that, that we are infinitely loved from eternity to eternity. We are loved. All of that love is being poured into your heart right now. You see, we need to remind ourselves that the Father's love is everlasting, that it's continuous that it's, it's, it's continually flowing into our heart. It's not in any way dependent on what we do or how we behave or what we have. But it's simply dependent on us being his children and him being our father. And him pouring his love into our hearts. See, we, we have a desire. You see, the, the voice of shame which is the opposite to the voice of love. And sadly, the voice of shame often speaks quite loudly and it draws us away from listening to the voice of love. But the voice of shame says, you've got to do more. You've got to have more. Or you've got to become more. You see, and that's the, that's the orphan heart. You know, the orphan heart wants to reach out and achieve all of those things in, in its own strength or human endeavour. 
You know, the orphan within us is always striving to do more. It's always striving to have more. And it's always striving to make us become something more. And when we try and do that, when we try and follow that voice, we we get drawn away from the voice of love and we get drawn into striving. We get drawn into performance. We get drawn into that never-ending cycle of human endeavour. But when we recognise our need to be loved, when we listen once again to the voice of love, we find that there is nothing more I need to do. There's nothing more I need to have. There's nothing more I need to become. Because I have everything. Because I am in him. You know, Jack Winter used to say, can you be a little boy? Can you be a little girl who needs to be loved? And I think it's that simple. And that's why we find it hard. Because it's so simple. But I think that's the question we need to continually ask ourselves. I was just thinking about this today. I was just reflecting and I was just preparing for the webcast. And I was just reminded of that question that Jack used to ask. You know, Can I be a little boy who needs to be loved? You see, and I was brought back to that place of answering yes. And coming to a place where just in the simplicity of a childlike heart, there's nothing more I need to do. There's nothing more I need to have. There's nothing more I need to become. I just want to listen to that voice of love. Just like a little child listens to its parents speaking love over it. And you know, I, just, I suppose I just want to ask that question of you today. Can you be a little boy or can you be a little girl who needs to be loved? Can you recognise your need for love? And just let your, the ears of your heart listen again to the voice of love, which is always speaking to us. And the voice of love is speaking to you now. And it's drawing you in to that intimate place, into that embrace with the Father. See, the, the Father's love for you and the Father's love for me is not a little trickle. It's a waterfall. It's a cascade of love. You know, it's, it's the Niagara Falls of love. It's huge, it's vast, it's limitless, it's never ending, it never runs out. And what do we do? You know, do we, do we try and stand under this waterfall of love and put up our umbrella and try and hide so that this cascade of love doesn't touch us? You see, shame will make you want to put up the umbrella. And not give yourself to love. Shame will want to make you hide. But you see, waterfalls are powerful. You know, and sometimes, you know, right down I mean, the Niagara Falls has got a huge great fence around it. So you can't get too near to it because it's, it's dangerous. You know, it's so powerful. We have to stay away for our own safety. But this waterfall of love, yeah, it's powerful. But we need to get right into it. We need to get right underneath it. We need to be soaked with it. You know, this is, this is a powerful waterfall, but it's one we can soak ourselves in. We don't need to put up the umbrella of shame, 
to try and stop that love hitting us, saying, I'm unworthy, I don't deserve it. Put your umbrella out of the way and just let the waterfall of his love soak into your heart. You know, even now, just let that torrent of love soak you through. Let his love cascade into your heart. You see, we can't be any more loved than we already are. It's not the Father's ability to love us that is ever in question, but it's our ability to receive that love. And today, this evening, as we're just taking this time, it's an opportunity just to allow your heart to open up in order to receive more of what he wants to do for you, what he wants to do for me. See, the Father is loving you right now. Every moment of every day, he is loving you completely and perfectly. And sometimes it might feel like we're standing at the edge of the Niagara Falls with a little bottle. And we're just trying to catch a little bit of it. You know, we can only receive a small portion of the vastness of his love. But I want to encourage you that now don't, don't hold a small bottle. Don't hold a big bottle. Don't hold a bucket Don't hold a big tub, but put yourself right under the flow of love. Put yourself right in the torrent of love. Don't settle for a little ration. See, the Father's not rationing his love. He is pouring his eternal, everlasting love into your heart. And he doesn't want you to be miserly and just receive a little bit. You don't have to worry about anybody else. There's plenty for everybody. (laughs) It's limitless for each one of us. But so often we stand there with our little bucket trying to get our daily ration. Or our big bucket trying to get our daily ration. But it's still a daily ration. And what the Father wants to say to you is, is throw the bucket away, throw the umbrella away and get into, get underneath the torrent of his love. What stops us receiving love is a closed heart, a hard heart, our independence, our self-righteousness, our striving, our shame. All of these things cause our heart to be a little bit closed. And when we have a closed heart, we can't receive And what the Father wants to do is, you know, just as we come before him, just as we bring before, just as we bring our hearts before him, you know, and say, here I am, Father, my heart is open as much as it can be today. Will you just pour your love in? Will you heal my broken heart? Will you heal my wounded heart? And he will. And as we just come with our heart as open as we can, we let go of our independence, we let go of our pride. We let go of our striving and performance. We just come as a little boy or a little girl who needs to be loved. And as we just come in that simplicity, here I am, Father. He pours his love into our heart. And as he pours his love in, it softens the hard places and causes them to be open and more open to receive more of that cascade of love. See, love transforms us. Love takes a hard, wounded heart and heals it. Love takes a broken heart and strengthens it and makes it whole. It takes a dry heart 
and turns it into a living garden. It breathes life into it. Love takes a sad heart and fills it with joy. Love takes a hopeless heart and restores its hope. See, love is shocking. Love is outrageous. Very often love, particularly the Father's love, is not what we expect. Because we're so conditioned by such a wrong view of love, which actually isn't love at all. You know, we, we have all these filters in front of our eyes that through circumstances, through our history, we, we see love, we see the Father through a whole series of filters, mainly a lot of, very often to do with our parents. And the way our parents have been was never perfect. It might have been good, bad or indifferent, but it was never perfect. And so we've got a filter. The filter of our parents is how we see our Heavenly Father. And he wants all those filters to be removed. You know, one by one, those filters to be taken out so that we can see and we can experience the shocking, outrageous love of the Father. It's definitely not what we expect. It's more than we can ever expect. It's more than we can ever ask or imagine. And it's definitely not what we've earned because we can never earn it. We are loved unconditionally. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you that he sent his only son to bring us back home. See, love Love is not fair. Love doesn't play by our rules. You know, we, we often think of love, you know, again through a filter of how, how we love. But the Father loves us with a perfect and complete love. Way, way beyond anything that we can expect. Way beyond our experience. And he wants that torrent of his love to soak us through. I want to just take a few moments just to look at a little bit of what this love is like you know and we we I've just pulled these together from a, a variety of scriptures but it it shows us not only you know very often we take you know you when I go through this list of, of of what the love of the father's like you know you're very often we think that's how we should be loving you know that's how we should love other people but actually this is how the father loves us See, we read in the Sermon on the Mount that love turns the other cheek. Love goes the second mile, the third mile, the second kilometre, the third kilometre. Love causes us to love our enemies even when they hate us. Love covers our wrongs. You know, the, the Father's love covers our sin he doesn't see our sin because his love covers it love covers a multitude of wrongs it's blind to them love is blind in Corinthians 13 1 Corinthians 13 love is patient the father is incredibly patient with us <laughs> he needs to be <laughs> you know he, he is incredibly patient with us when we are independent, when we are self-serving, when we are self-centered, he is patient. He doesn't write us off, he doesn't dismiss us, but he, he holds on to us. 
And as we saw last week, he carries us in his everlasting arms. He's infinitely patient, he's infinitely kind. You know, he's, he is so kind. When we don't deserve it, he is kind. See, kind is, kind is an, is, is an active word. You know, and it's like, it's, 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 it's very often includes an action or a deed. You know, it's, it's showing love in a practical way. And the Father is infinitely kind. He's, he's not envious, he's not arrogant, he's not selfish. He doesn't draw attention to our wrongs. He walks with the broken. You know, sometimes we're not very good at walking with the broken. We dismiss them, we write them off, we haven't got patience for them. But yet the Father walks with the broken, and that's us, because each one of us is broken. And sometimes we don't recognize it, sometimes we don't want to see it, sometimes we pretend we're not, but we are. (laughs) And the Father walks with the broken, and he is just infinitely patient with us. Believes love, believes in others, it believes us good in others. He believes us good in us. In Isaiah somewhere it says that, you know, God sees glory in us, that we were made to bring him glory. He, you know, love hopes, we've already talked about that. You know, he, he has great hope for us because he can see our future. See, hope, faith is the substance of things hoped for, not yet seen. And what faith does is it reaches beyond the horizon and it draws into our present reality the things we hope for. You see, and the Father can see beyond the horizon. You know, there might be a storm brewing in your life, but the Father can see beyond that. He sees over the horizon. He has, he knows, he knows the future. The things that we hope for, the things that we would like to see, he knows. And he never gives up. He endures with us. He, his love never ends. And of course, his love is comforting. You know, when, we're, when, we're, when we've experienced trauma, when we've experienced grief, or when we're just in a state of mourning, his love comforts us. His love takes all fear away. Perfect love casts out all fear. His love, is, he's not angry. He's consistent. He doesn't seek revenge. He cares for the poor. You know, and we're the poor. We're poor and needy. King David says of himself, and he's the king. (laughs) You know, he's got all the palaces and all the money and all the riches. King David says, I am poor and needy. See, he recognized the state of his heart. And we're poor and needy. Just we we don't recognize it. But the Father cares for the poor. Love cares for the poor and needy. He cares for us. And the more we are loved, the more we will be transformed. Because love transforms. Love changes. Love love builds us up. And the automatic consequence, you don't have to try and make this happen. We try and make this happen too much. And if we fail... But the automatic consequence of being loved is that we become more loving. The problem is, we try to be more loving when we haven't first received love. And we wonder why it doesn't work. You know, you cannot give what you haven't received. 
We love because he first loved us. And the only way we can be a loving people is when we are a loved people. You know, don't try and love other people. You can do it for a while. It will run out. You know, you can be loving for a week or two or three or a month or something, but then it will run out. The only way for you to be a loving person is to be a loved person. And the more love you receive, the more you soak yourself in love, that will just fill you up and overflow and you will automatically become a loving person. And it will last because Jesus promised us in John 15 that we will bear fruit that is permanent and lasting. An abundant fruit. You know, so often we think, oh, it's not abundant, it's not lasting. But he's, the, the fruit he produces in us will be. When love works in us, it will transform us. And we will become a loving people. But to be a loving people, we need to be a loved people. And that's what I want to give myself to. We are loved with an infinite measure of love. The Father turns the other cheek for us. He loves us irrespective of our behaviour or actions. He's kind, he's patient. He never draws attention to our wrongs. He believes in us. He hopes for our best. His love never fails. Other things pass away, but love never fails. You know, what we do in part will, will, will go. It will fall away as the completion or the perfection comes. And 1 Corinthians tells us that, that is love. The immature will be replaced by the mature as love comes. What we have only partially experienced or seen will become all that we experience. And then Paul writes in Corinthians, we shall be known and we shall know. We shall see love face to face <laughs> that can either be scary or the best thing ever or both <laughs> you know the greatest of these poor rights is love earnestly desire love make it your aim make it your goal to love means we must know love we must experience being loved there's no fear in love perfect love casts all fear away you know when I said we'll see love face to face and it can either be scary or the best thing you know if your heart is full of fear it can be scary because fear has to do with punishment whereas love affirms us and there's no fear that love can't drive away and maybe just in a few moments as we just have that, these few moments of soaking, you can just give your fears to him and let love wash them away. Because he wants to affirm you. He wants to build you up. He doesn't want you to be left in that cycle of believing you're going to be punished. Fear kills. But love always brings life. A loved heart is a free heart. A loved heart is a free heart. See, that's what love does. It sets us free. And that's what the Father wants for you and me. He wants my heart to be free and he wants your heart to be free. So I just want to ask you, where are you today? Have you lost hope? Are you in despair? Are you downhearted? Are you distant? Have you settled? 
Have you lost your first love? There's hope for you because you are loved. And like Jeremiah did in Lamentations, can you remember the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases? Whatever's going on in your life, can you just call that one thing to mind? That memory. Yes, I am loved with an everlasting love. Yes, I am loved with an everlasting love. Yes, the Father is loving me now with an everlasting love. Can you call that to mind? Because that will give you hope. How, whatever situations you're facing, whatever you're going through in, at the moment, if you, if you just call and listen to the voice of love, it will give you hope. It's time to take down the umbrella of defence, the umbrella of shame. It's time to ask for the container of love to be expanded. There's so much more. There's so much more. And I just want to encourage you just to take the next few moments just to sit quietly and just receive. Just ask the Father to pour his love in your heart. Just ask him to remind you of his steadfast love. Ask, just ask him to remind you, to give, him, to give you those memories of those times when you've experienced that everlasting love. And just, I just invite you to stand under the waterfall of love under the torrent of love and just let that cascade of love fill your heart take down the umbrella of shame throw it away there's nothing more you need to do there's nothing more you need to have there's nothing more you need to become because you already are loved and being loved with an everlasting love just listen to the voice of love He's drawing you with loving cords of loving kindness. He's wooing you into his embrace. Just listen to that voice of love for a few minutes. Father, just in the quietness, Father, may we hear the voice of love. Just as we come as a little boy or little girl who needs to be loved. Just as we come in that simplicity of trust and dependence on you. Father, may we hear the voice of love speaking to us that voice of love that's always speaking. Father, we know that so often we 
we're drawn away by the voice of shame the lie that speaks into our heart that tells us we're not enough and so we try and do more and have more and be more in order to try and stop that lie speaking to us but somehow that lie never goes away that voice never stops Father we want to stop listening to that voice of shame tonight we want to listen to the voice of love that says you are my beloved you are my son you are my daughter I love you I'm proud of you I'm pleased with you Father may each one of us hear that voice of love thank you Father that you're speaking to us now we want our hearts to be soaked in your love Father thank you that your love never fails and never gives up your love covers our sin, it covers our shame. Your love is infinitely patient, it's infinitely kind, it's, it's there for us all the time. Your love for us goes the second mile. So Father, just now would you pour your love into our hearts. Father, just pour your love into our hearts. satisfied with a trickle or a little bucket full but may we be may we put ourselves under the cascade of your love thank you Father Father for each person watching this webcast or watching later Father would you just let a wave of your love wash over them receiving for a couple of minutes.
Father, would you go on soaking us with your love, that we would be under the cascade of your torrent of love, that you would soak us and soak us and soak us. Father, that we would keep running into your love. We would keep running into your everlasting, eternal love. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your love for each one of us. Well, thank you everyone. Thank you for joining us once again. Um, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Uh, Barry and I will be together on the webcast next week. And uh, we look forward to seeing you. So come and join us then. The, uh, web, the video and the audio will be on the website uh, tomorrow. Um, so you can watch it again or tell your friends about it. But have a good week. <laughs>